with us, Renee Reinhardt. How are you, Renee? I'm good. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Happy New Year. Happy <laughs> New Year to you as well. So if you don't mind, can you just, in your own words, um, describe what you do? Sure. What don't I do? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Mention it all. So I've been an event planner by trade for over 15 years. I own Events by Renee, which is a wedding and event planning company that services the Philadelphia tri-state area. 10 years ago, I said, there's got to be another path I can take, but still stay in the event world. Um, I had clients coming to me saying, I know you plan my daughter's big wedding, but I need a bartender. And I had such a, a, a great network then from doing years of networking. I still do, but I was like, there's got to be a company that I can start that appeals to more people versus just needing a wedding planner or a high-end event planner. So I rolled out Party Host Helpers 10 years ago. I thought it would just be a little sister to my first company. And now we're nationwide. We service over 30 states. We have over 20,000 people that work for us in our system. Um, so we are bartenders, servers, general helpers registration helpers, coat check attendants, any type of event Everything. help you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's all a la carte. Um, you know, we have clients that hire us every single weekend. We have clients that hire us once a year. So how does it, what is the company name again? Party Host Helpers. Party Host Helpers. So yep. is this a, a website where people yes. can go and just pick what they need and check out? Yeah, so they, they choose what they need. They Well, actually, they enter their event details, and they say we need a bartender or a server. They provide details. But a lot of we're a little bit different than some of our competitors where we really do still have the human touch. We have great technology, but I have a team of six regional directors who are the in-between. So if you're hiring someone for a kid's birthday party, you're not going to want someone there that doesn't like kids or doesn't have any experience with children, right? So we really do our best to handpick and match you with the right person to do the job. Mm. What kind of party or what kind of event are you guys um, mostly known for? Like who, what type yeah, of industry start, uses I, you guys? I started thinking this would solely be residential, like the moms staying around the yeah. playground. Oh my gosh, we're having a birth, we're having a dinner party. Um, this weekend, we need some help, but it quickly expanded into two other categories, catering. So not, not us providing food, but caterers, especially post COVID, they need help on their team. So I have caterers nationwide who might call me and say, I need 30 people this weekend. So supplementing their teams and then the corporate business. I mean, we're at festivals we're, we service a lot of great universities on the East coast, especially where they might be having, you know, president's dinners or high-end alumni events, and they can't necessarily use their cafeteria staff. They want a different level of service or their cafeteria staff, they have 10 call-outs that week and they need some, you know, some supplemental staff. So it's really across the board. Obviously, we're coming off of a big holiday season where we were able to help a lot of our residential clients, which I love hearing that. I love hearing from 
grandmothers and, and, and parents saying, oh, we actually could enjoy our holidays because we had someone that helped with the dishes and, and put everything away. And we woke up to a beautiful, clean kitchen, thanks to your staff. Amazing. So just to dumb it down for the audience and myself, um, basically in the pre-world, right? So before your website, before your company, for example, someone is doing a party, they would go to Craigslist or they'll go somewhere and, and try to find people in Yellow Pages, for example, or Google people, what they need if they need bartenders or hosts or waiters, for example. Um, and they'll find someone, call people up, they'll come for their event, right? And they don't know who they're bringing in. They have no idea what's the background, all that kind of stuff. In your world now, basically, they just go to one place, they sign up for free, I assume, um, and then they go in, and then once they find what they need through the, the services that you offer, they basically, if they want to talk to someone, they could talk to someone from your team. If they don't want to talk to anyone, you guys do the vetting and provide them with the right people at the right time during their event. They just show up to the event. Is it that exactly. simple? Yeah, we provide a quote. So, you know, all the billing and paying is done through our company and the helper shows up. They get the picture of the helper leading up to the event. They get the okay, good. if they want to reach out. But many times it's just, you know, they see what the person looks like. They show up, they do their job. That's awesome. So yeah. how did you, how did you like think of creating a, a, a platform that has everything, um, you know, where someone can just go in a la carte and find what they want and just make the selection and check out. Was well, there a story behind this? Yeah, I mean, I, knew, I feel like a lot of people know event planners, but there wasn't yeah. a big company like this. And we do have competitors, especially over the last 10 years. And sometimes our biggest competitors are someone hiring their neighbor up the street, the high school kid, to pour drinks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, or using a mom and pop company that's like ours. So I think Party of Helpers is different where we have such the the variety of staff to choose from. We're professional. Our, our technology is great. And uh, for me, the idea of running a company that scaled so quickly via like a spreadsheet, like I started the first couple of months, I luckily I had the first company and had a little bit of capital. So I was able to invest in the in Party of Helpers when I started to create a nice website to get the backend technology that we needed. And it's we're we have a SaaS platform now, which is great. And I don't know what we would have done without it. And we're really I was actually talking to my team yesterday about this. We're so lucky with technology. We're such a technology based company and all the changes and improvements. Every I mean, we use lots of different formats and platforms and it's it's how we could scale this. If I didn't have technology, I would not have been able to scale like this. Yeah, technology is wonderful, especially when it works. Uh, but creating yeah, a, we've a, been through <laughs> years where it doesn't work yeah. too. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it makes you you could definitely scale with technology, right? So this is wonderful. Yeah. Um, can you uh, let us know, like, as growing up as a child or growing up in you know in school, for example, did you? always have a drive for entrepreneurship? So I don't know if it was a drive for entrepreneurship back then. I think it was a drive for, I had passion and it took me a, a while to figure out where it, 
needed to go, right? Like, what was my passion about? In theater, I did, in, in high school, I did theater. I really liked the idea of, of leading up to the performance for practicing, making it a beautiful production, which to me is kind of like event planning. I didn't realize it then, but I oh, love yeah. the lead up and the planning, and then it's over, and you're like, oh, man. But then I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> so I studied public relations and communications in college, and back then... I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm 41. So I didn't, my eyes weren't open then to hospitality programs at large universities. I went to a small liberal arts school. So there weren't a lot of learning about event planning opportunities in front of me. So I got internships so I could learn more about events. We live outside of Philadelphia. So the biggest mall on the East Coast is the King of Prussia Mall. So I got an internship there and I helped them doing events. And I worked at different charities and I just, sort of immersed myself in anything events related. And I think what happened was I kind of just, you know, I, I was hitting my head at my first job out of college. There wasn't much more I could do. I knew I wanted to do something on my own. And I'm trying to remember back then it was like 2007. I think just the idea of doing this myself, I, I, I think 2007 was when more women empowerment movements were starting. I mean, I never felt, and I still don't feel that I don't have the same opportunities in my industry, but I think, you know, I was seeing more women starting companies and I had a few friends that were entrepreneurs that were males and I saw the flexibility and the excitement that they had. And I think that I got bit by that bug a little bit. And I said, well, I can just do this myself. So I started events by Renee with a friend since then, obviously we've split it was just our own companies, but the recession hit in 2008. So I had one year mm. of business under my belt and then the recession hit. So um, I think that's when I really put myself in high gear to be an entrepreneur because I'm like, all right, this is really what I want. Cause I was so upset when I had to go back to babysitting, working public relations jobs, finding more stability. But I always knew that I would get here. I just had to realize that it took patience and time. So I always, I just, I did what I had to do to keep food on the table, to keep um, money coming in. I was a single woman, you know, trying to make ends meet, but you know, I'd be in the parking lot of my day job talking to my brides that I was working with that weekend. So I think that once I figured out what I wanted, there was no stopping me there. I don't know if there was a turning point when I decided to be an entrepreneur. I think it was more about mm -hmm. wanting to be flexible with my, my life, knowing I wanted to eventually be a mom and have, you know, the flexibility of taking her to story time or going on a class trip. We're not there yet, but <laughs> mm -hmm. so. yeah, no, Renee is, uh, it's the time and, and money freedom, you know, that gets everyone into the, into the entrepreneurship or most of us, you know, um, or our aversion you know, sometimes to being told we, what to do. sorry, or just our aversion to being told what to do. <laughs> exactly, but then then we have then we have a lot a lot more a lot more um, people telling us what to do when it comes to customers, right? So yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, the, You're right. For them. So yeah, exactly. You know, and um, you know, it's great that you you 
you took this leap and you continued to, to push yourself towards making this a success because the more people we have uh, doing entrepreneurship, the better it is. You know, I, we just love the, the fact that you coming up with creativity and bringing that creativity to the world. Right. So it's very yeah. important, especially um, the people that are doing this, you know, the people that are actually taking the risk and taking the steps it's a, uh, you know, it's a different type of breed, I think, when it comes to entrepreneurship. But um, when you were actually running this business and you saw, you know, that you were expanding, was there anything specific that you were doing when you were expanding the business and making it grow into different states? Anything that can help our audience uh, with your journey that could help them? Yes, absolutely. So I think it was a big turning point for me when I started Party Host Helpers, because you have to remember, I was eight years trying to grow events by Renee. Eight years of having jobs, babysitting, but still running my company. And I want entrepreneurs to know that it's not going to happen overnight unless you're super lucky. And it takes time. It takes networking. It takes grit. So be patient with the process. And I was for eight years. And the turning point for me was in 2015 when I had enough of Inspiring A business on the books that I felt that I could get rid of my 30 hour job, 30 hour a week job as a public relations person, associate, whatever, working for the man. And I think that gave me the confidence that when I quickly, after that launched Party Host Helpers, that I felt unstoppable. Like, I can do this. Let's keep going. Let's not take risks. I spent eight years developing myself professionally, developing my brand, developing this company. Here's another company that seems like it's going to just blow up. It's a no brainer that this is going to do well. And I just think that that I had that confidence from eight years of struggle. The belief. And, and belief. Yeah. So yeah. when I thought, okay, party host helpers will just be a side business for events by Renee. I don't know what told me to do this. I don't know if someone told me or if I told myself, but instead of having a local number for party host helpers, I had a 1-800 number. Well, two months into starting party host helpers, we got our, a call from a client in Los Angeles because they got oh. our name. <laughs> they got our name confused with a company's name in Los Angeles that was similar to ours. So maybe the old me would have said, sorry, we don't service Los Angeles. Here's some people that do. Instead, I said, yeah, we can help you. No problem. Oh. We didn't have a team out there. I had one colleague out there that I called. I said, hey, I need someone to make mojitos in Hollywood for this private party. This woman really wants to make it nice. He did. He did a great job. <laughs> um, a, look, um, a Philadelphia newspaper a couple years ago did a business story on me and she put that picture of him in the Hollywood Hills pouring the mojitos because that was really the launch of opening my eyes to not just my region, realizing that I could scale this and then just figuring out how the heck I could scale it and not being scared. Mm. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's um, something happened something happened within when you got that contact right and you you know 
we, we, there's that moment where you went ahead and you actually said, you know what, let's just figure this out instead of saying, Hey, you know what? I'm not available in your local area. Right. So exactly. there's something that happened and made a, a huge difference, didn't it? To your business. Yes, yes it did. And yeah. I'll remember where I was. I was in Texas. <laughs> I was working for events by Renee, but it was a corporate gig that I was helping with registration for pharmaceutical meetings that week. I was sitting in my hotel room at the Westin in Dallas and the call came through and I was like, all right, I can do it. I can do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so that's great. And since then it just kept expanding in different, or did you actually start promoting in different States then from that point on? You know, back then the marketing that I did was very natural the biggest decisions that I had to make were where do I want to hire a regional director to manage territories? And really the customers told me where they wanted party host helpers. You know, we opened up, we kept adding SEO to our website. It's just that we don't have a lot of competitors like us, or we didn't back then. And calls and emails were naturally coming in for business. I mean, I get, can I get Canadian inquiries all the time and I have to say, we're not in Canada, <laughs> but you know, I never thought we'd do business in Seattle, Portland. I've never even been to Portland, but I knew someone who lived there who wanted to help me launch it. She jumped in and launched it. Um, it's it's kind of, that's how I, I know it's not very strategic, but it's, I listened to where the needs were and started building out territories from there and then finding the staff to work it. And then our biggest cities right now that we focus a lot of time on marketing and where I have people on the ground are, Obviously, the Philadelphia tri-state area. Obviously, the New York City metro area, which includes the Hamptons, North Jersey, Chicago, L.A., D.C., Arizona. So the big cities are definitely where a lot of our business is. But, mm. you know, we have events in places like Ohio. <laughs> and we just did our first event in Hawaii a couple of weeks ago. Nice. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So did you find, like, during this entire journey with the company, um, were you dealing with a lot of doubt or were you with a lot of uh, faith? Like, did you feel within that, you know what? I got this Renee, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Like there's, you got little hiccups here and there, but how did, did it derail you? Like, can you give us a picture of what was going on in your inner world? I think that it happened so quickly <laughs> that I didn't have time to be scared. I think okay, that I was good. so pleasantly, you had faith. Yeah, I had faith. And I was pleasantly surprised by the numbers and the business and how it was unfolding that I didn't think negatively at all. So yeah, of course perfect. we have now. I mean ten years, right? Yeah. We're gonna have hiccups. Yeah. It's like of what's course. gonna happen this week? But it's yeah. really and I tell my team this too, it's about how we handle the hiccups and it's about how mm. we make them right. Being in yeah, a customer customer facing business is not always rainbows and, no. and sunshine, especially when you have 20,000 yeah. people working under you. Yeah, that's excellent. That's a huge number. And I, I definitely have to congratulate you on reaching the heights that you reached. Thank you. Um, you know, for me, for me, that was the biggest switch, um, you know, in the business world, uh, from when I actually believed in something and had faith and did the work. And when I doubted and worried, and I did the work. There was a yeah. huge difference in results. So that's why I wanted to kind of get in there and, and, and find out more about you and what was going on. Right. So that's great. That's Thank you so much for that. sharing. 
Yeah. Would you mind kind of sharing with us what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point? Sure. I think, I think my people skills, I think my people skills, a lot of people have told me that I can walk in a room and talk to a billionaire the same way that I would talk to someone that's pouring the drinks. I think that I find that I'm very relatable. I love people. They tend to be drawn to me. I don't know why. No. (laughs) And I think that that's helped me with client relations, colleagues, being a leader in my company, as well as networking that I do. No, that's excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that, Renee. Appreciate you taking the time to come on our show. Love hearing these stories. Love the fact that I'm able to share your story with others. Thank you. uh, Yeah, thanks again for coming on the show. And audience, appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for coming to our our show again today uh, with Renee. Her information, as always, will be in the show notes. Check out her website. If you're planning an event, if you're doing any kind of a party, check out what she has to offer, you know, and uh, definitely it's, it's uh, something when we support fellow entrepreneurs in their businesses, um, it brings in a lot more growth into our world as well. It's just everything is connected and it's just, it just feels good when we support each other. And definitely, um, uh, I love the fact that you guys support us as well in the show and sharing these episodes and the comments, the reviews. Appreciate you as always. Thank you again. And thank you, Renee. <laughs> 